Welcome back to another episode of That's Business. Today's guest, Lauren's first passion and degree is in entrepreneurship, which has led the foundation for her multifaceted career. After graduating from law school, followed by several successful years of drafting and negotiating multi-million dollar commercial contracts for a global corporation, Lauren left corporate life behind and never looked back. She founded Guide My Business, a boutique law firm in 2018. Since then, she has grown her firm to three employees, sold partnership in the firm, and proudly offers a 401k program and health insurance. If you're a fellow podcaster, you can tune into Lauren's business tips for podcasters on 1-800-PODCAST, a show she co-hosts with a videographer and podcast producer. While navigating the benefits available to a small business owner and family planning, Lauren enrolled two friends in the vision of launching a nonprofit committed to advancing family-centric benefits in the workplace through nationwide policy change. ESPEN Association, short for Advancing Support for Parents Nationwide, is an evidence-based certification program that encourages businesses of any size to invest in comprehensive support for families with grant programs available to bridge the financial gap. ESPEN's goal is to provide the employees well-being, productivity, and workplace culture by resolving the workplace-family conflict at its root. But that's not all, of course. Inspired by her children, Lauren has now launched the children's boutique Bon Bon Shop with her best friend. Lauren is energized by learning new skills and challenging herself, all while creating a life that ensures she can prioritize her family above all else. Oh, Lauren, you do so much. I'm like, where do we start? You know, wherever. I'm, you know, I'm just used to multitasking. As you can see, I'm chatting with you. Yes. And if anyone knows how it is to have a newborn, I am bouncing him in his little bouncer with my feet. And the funny thing is, I feel like you just get used to like running like this. My husband walked in the other day and I was like on the computer or something like in our living room and I was bouncing the bouncer and he goes, Everett's not in there. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know, it's fine. You know, any moms listening, dads listening, they're like, they know the mom, the, the parents sway, you know, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing with like a bouncer in your foot, you know, just if it's too close, you're just going to end up bouncing it. But he isn't here today. He's joining us for the podcast. So if you hear any coon special guests, um, he's just saying hello to your listeners. It's so funny. Like you list all these things out and there's a little part of me that laughs. And like my husband is like, could you do less? You know, but he knows that that's just kind of how I am. And to be honest, everything happened super organically. I think the hardest push of anything I've done was launching the law firm. Because that was like the big and scary one, right? Right. I had to quit like the nice job with benefits mm-hmm. and like bet on myself and really like test out this idea. I was dating my now husband. We were chatting over dinner one night and I was just like, you know, I think I want to leave my job and start a law firm. And he was like, okay. And I'm like, do you want to move in and help me pay the mortgage? <laughs> and he was like, Yeah. Uh, sure. And uh, now we're married with two kids. So it's obviously worked out. Love that. But we are now six years into the firm. And I am so glad that I did it when I did it because it gave me the chance and the runway to really start that business, be all in, be full time before we had kids. My daughter's two and he is just shy of three months now. And so it really gave me the time to develop, hire the team, um, rehire the team, and really get it right before we had our second. Because, you know, having two kids to take care of is definitely a bigger push. I had a couple of employees before my current team. And I think it's one of those things that you learn the lesson of like exactly what mix you need and what support you need 
you don't always get it right the first time. And so for me, on the second round of employees, I have like the most incredible team. Like they better be with me until they retire or cry. Um, yes, it's so smart. They're spunky. We all, everyone like gets along like the camaraderie that we have in the office, in office, virtual office, because we work from home. The camaraderie we have like on our calls and working with each other is so there, but they are incredible attorneys first and foremost. And they are so good to our clients. Like they care so deeply and they are always like there to support them. And so I could not be luckier from that standpoint. Yeah, it's just one of those things where like that, I think when that really hit its stride with a really good team, and I knew I was getting ready for maternity leave, I started going, well, what am I going to do? Because I'm, I'm focusing only on merchant acquisitions when I go back. You know, buying and selling businesses, it's more project-based. I'll, you know, have one or two projects going at a time. And um, it allowed me a little bit more flexibility in my schedule. Well, as I kind of started to offboard a lot of my, you know, client work and enroll my team and picking up and supporting them, I started to like, well, what else could I do? So the podcast, <laughs> I like didn't know how to take things off my plate and not put others on. Right. So the podcast yeah. started super organically with two girlfriends of mine. They're incredible in the podcasting space. I've had a podcast for a long time. It's currently on a shelf. We're trying to decide what we're going to do with it. I don't think I need another thing I need to do at the moment. No. Mm -mm. But we decided to do this podcast together and it was fun. Like it was just fun. Like we got to like sit there and chat and I come in with, you know, really like the business formation, the trademark intellectual property side of podcasting. And for me, it's such a, a such a streamlined kind of effort because it's something that actually supports the firm and our intellectual property practice and really is using that like law brain of mine. So to me, those are very aligned. Um, the nonprofit and the children's shop, you know, those were like little side flares, you know, but that's just what happens when you're in business long enough and you have so many incredible women around you that throw an idea out and you're like, well, that would be fun. That's fun. Why not? Have you always been this type of person, even like growing up and just like, yeah, we'll figure it out and I can do this? Or is this kind of a more, I don't want to say like adult skill, but newer skill you've developed? Because I feel a lot of people are not like you and that's awesome. Poor husband, he's probably like, I didn't know what I was signing up for. I think he did. He agreed to move in very early. So he knew what he was signing up for. You know, it's funny because my parents, I'm an only child, and my parents teased that they're like, I was a busy enough child for them. Like, they didn't need to. And the funny thing is, my daughter is literally my clone. She is like my same kid. We just did parent-teacher conferences last week. They said if there was a class president, it would be my daughter. (laughs) That tracks. Um, but you know what, if I'm being really honest, I was having a conversation with my dad like last week and I said, you know, it's funny, you know, I think I've always had a somewhat easy time through all of life. I mean, middle school is middle school, you know, high school had its up and downs, you know, all of those things. I'm talking to my dad. I said, I think I was always just a little bit more serious. I was an only child. I really didn't have any cousins until I was older, a teenager. So I was always around adults. So I think I was just naturally like a little more serious. I was always very independent. 
Um, since I'm an only child, like I didn't always have like a built-in playmate. So I had to be the kid like in the hotel pool that was like, do you want to be my friend? Like, can I play with you? I think I've always had to kind of be that extrovert. And I've just been a little more serious. I was telling my dad, I think my daughter is like such a beautiful hybrid of like me and my husband, because I think she is like so independent and she is like no fear which has resulted in some stitches, you know, and nice bumps and bruises. It's fine. Yes. And she's funny. Like she's got this like lightness and funniness to her, which I think is such a blessing because I'm just like, I'm not the funniest and not like a me being like down on myself. No, we know our strengths. I don't want to be the funny person in the room. Like I'm just not that person. And she is this like really like fiercely independent kid, but she's also like really funny. And also like very nurturing, like she's very nurturing with her son. And so I actually think it's like fun to see them. Like, I think she's the better version. She's like the 2.0 version, Aww. like even like clone, like she's the better version of me, which as a parent, you're like, you want that all day long. Like that is like the biggest blessing. So it's funny. I think I always have been this way. I think as I got older, I allowed myself to be a little bit more like light in all of the things I did. And not take everything so seriously. I was able to like brush things off a little bit easier. It's been easier for me to be more flexible as I've gotten older. So those have been my skills. It's funny, like the decisiveness and the independence to do it myself. Like I've had that for a long time. Yes. But the flexibility, I think, is the skill that's really allowed me to do all of the things I'm doing. I think without that, it wouldn't work. Wow. You are just so incredible. And I and I think it I had the same conversation with a friend who were both very much. I mean, you are doing 5000 more things than me and include a husband and kiddos, which I don't have yet. But it's so interesting because I feel like we were the busybodies growing up, too. I do have a brother, but my parents always I mean, we were the extroverts for sure. Like I've made friends in weird places. It's, it's so key to being successful and looking at the next opportunity because you have to do that as a business owner. You're going to be stagnant. Your competition is going to beat you and you'll be out of business. So it's crazy, but it's also not crazy because once you make that first leap, I feel, and you left corporate and you started your own business and you hired employees and go through the benefits, which we're not even there yet, but you did the scary stuff. Like the rest, I feel like is easy. Would you agree? Yeah, I feel like the first time something comes up, you like have to flex that muscle like the first time. And it's funny. I mean, I'll be really honest. We've been super lucky with like unhappy clients. But like in any business, you're going to have unhappy clients. Of course. You know, we had someone pop up and it like it like shook me. You know, you're just like, oh, my God. And then you're like, oh, it's fine. Like, I think it was more of a them problem than an us problem. I think everything that they were supposed to and went above and beyond. And this person just, you know, had other things going on. And so it's funny, I think like the first time something is thrown at you that you haven't experienced, it's really hard because it is your business. Like that's the only thing you have. It's not like, you know, you get to leave work at, you know, the office anymore. Um, so it really does feel heavy. And then you start to kind of like move through things and be like, you know what? I think this is going to be just fine. And really, I think over the years, like if I look back, I'm like, there's really nothing I regret in the firm, in the way we've done things. I think we've done a really good job. I don't even regret my past hires. They were great people with good intention. They did their very best, but they weren't a compliment to, I think, my personality. And the reason I say my personality, because I was kind of actually thinking of 
you know, framing it more around our clients, I think I attract a certain type of client because I have a certain personality. And so not that I need my team to be just like me. My two current team members are not. I have a business, you know, one bought into the firm and the other one is an incredible employee. Like she's just absolutely amazing. Like we're not clones of each other by any means, but we complement each other so well. And there seems to be this, you know, kind of underlying attitude and I think energy we bring to our clients. And that is so consistent for our clients. That feels good. I think they get that same energy from us and it feels good to them. As opposed to my other, you know, past employees, their energy was very different. And in my head, it was like, it's great that we have two different types of people. But I think when you actually want to create consistency within a team, you actually want to have like this kind of culture and energy about you that is consistent because then it feels like they can work with one person, Chelsea on our team for trademark and have this consistency work with Gabby on our team for commercial real estate. And then they can hop and chat with me. And it has this underlying like easiness about it. So yeah, I, I think it's funny. It's like all of those things feel like big things. I remember when I had to let one of my past employees go. This is the funniest thing. I let her go after I'd kind of known it for a while. You know how you're kind of like, I think I need to do something. And it's funny because I always tell people, hire slow, fire fast. And then when it's in your own team, it's so hard to do because she had great intentions, good person. Like I think she really was doing her best. It just wasn't the right fit. And so I had to decide to finally let her go. And the next day, my current intellectual property specialist, Chelsea, who I actually went to law school with, texted me. And she said, I know you were hiring a while back. You don't happen to be hiring right now, do you? It all works out. And like, in fact, I am. And it really actually gave me this opportunity to change up the role. And I originally brought people on salary because I didn't want them to feel like they had to go out there and fight for cases. Uh, law can very much be like an eat what you kill. Yes. I'm not even coming up with that phrase. Like I, that's what I've heard from people mm-hmm. and other law firms. It's eat what you kill. And I didn't want that to be the personality of our firm. That was something I didn't feel strongly about. So I felt like if I paid them in salary, then I would prevent that from being the attitude that we had, you know, culturally when working with clients. But I decided that, you know, I really wanted them also to have control of their day and their income and put them a little bit more in the driver's seat. So with Chelsea, I actually brought her on a commission and I wanted it that way because I wanted like, if you're doing great work, I want you to make more. Like I want you to yes. And I want you to be like invested in it as much as I am. And she is like changing the, her uh, compensation structure has changed the game. We also have a 401k and we have health insurance that we pay for for them and her family. And so, I mean, we are invested. They don't question whether or not we are invested in them as employees. It's not an eat what you kill. I don't know what time, she, what schedule she keeps. I don't care. Nope. I know she's made an incredible income for her family this year, but I also know that above all else, she showed up for our client. Like she had brought the attitude of showing up for our clients to everything she did. And same thing with Gabby, my now business partner. And that consistency, you just can't. Like it's so incredible as a business owner, it makes you so proud to have those things. And I think that that's why when I started dipping into See, you know, seeing kind of the 401k and the health insurance and that protection it provided them, 
that it started piquing interest, you know, in exploring that more. That's so huge. And I want to go back to what you said about personalities of finding the right people. And like you said, it's not a clone, but you have a certain clientele you attract as we do, as I feel like a lot of business owners do. It's finding the people, I mean, this is my opinion, that buy into your vision, understanding, hey, we're, I mean, essentially a startup. I am, I mean, you've been in business longer than me, but it's a startup. You don't have the giant benefits, the beautiful office, the everything. And that's okay. Like you don't need that to showcase success, but it's what works best for you and what works best for those employees that are bought into your vision. And I feel like, yes, a compliment to your personality, but also a compliment of, okay, you're leading the way. They are bought into it of, okay, not jump how high, but how can we help you? How can we support you? Oh, absolutely. And I think in these small businesses, Every hire, I feel like, has more pressure. Oh, my gosh, yes. When I was in corporate law, like, there was this part of me that felt guilty. And my husband was previously in a corporate role as well. Totally different industry. And it's funny because there's this, like, we felt this guilt in leaving when we left corporate. This guilt and heaviness of like, oh, I feel bad. I'm leaving my team. And then it's funny. You're like, you know what? We're really, you know, a cog in the machine of the places that we were working at the time. And I felt like when now when you flip into a smaller business, now we're both in smaller businesses. My husband's a dentist. He works at a private practice, you know, that's local here. And, it, you know, the team is just incredible. Obviously, now I started my firm and it's, like, you know, a small group of us. And I think that those hires just make a bigger difference. Losing someone on a smaller team has a different weight to it. Yes. And so I think, you know, hiring at this size has a different heaviness to it and letting go does too. And so I definitely can appreciate, you know, the experience that I've been through personally, but also, you know, I think that why we are such a good, you know, law firm is that I think we really understand how our clients feel because we're business owners too. We're not just collecting a paycheck from like the big firm. We're really in it and understand like what they're going through. Right. And that's key to not just collecting a paycheck because I I think we talked about this when we first met, understanding your clients and leading them the right way and just prioritizing like, I'd rather build rapport with you than get your money because you're going to come back to me more and give me more referrals than if I just, you know, get my retainer and move on. And that's so key and why I mean, I think I was very drawn to you when we first talked because I'm like, you have such good energy, like you practice what you preach and you, I feel like, understand the craziness that being a business owner is. Totally. And I feel like the thing, like exactly what you said is like, we've grown so much through referrals. And it's funny, we actually had referrals from consultations that didn't work out. I actually had someone who they asked us if we would email and like work on weekends. And I said, no. Very politely, I said no. And he very politely asked and he said, oh, okay. And he said, I think I'm just looking for a different level of support. I said, that's absolutely fine. And we were pretty young at that time. I was pretty new and it was hard to like turn down. But I was like, you know what? That's not why I created this. I created this. We're four days a week. We're Monday through Thursday. Uh, We are super responsive though. When we're at work, our team is very responsive. We've had so many people comment that that's why they work with us is because we're there. But they also know and respect our boundaries. We don't email at night. We don't email at weekends. I tell my team, do not even check their email over the weekends. That is not our culture and it never has been. 
And they know our cell phone numbers if there's truly an emergency. Right. The last time I had a cell phone call, I was six weeks pregnant with my daughter is the last time I had an emergency phone call on a weekend. You know, so I think it's one of those things where like we built the right culture. Our clients respect that. They know that if they really needed us, we're there. But it, I think it's just one of those things where I doubled down on, no, that's not the personality that we're going to have at the firm. You know, I'm so sorry we wouldn't be able to support you in that way. He has sent us so many referrals. Oh, love that. We actually never did any work for him. None. Not a single thing. But he, I think, liked our personality and liked that we stood behind what we stood for. We didn't cave. That's incredible. And that's honestly the biggest compliment, even more than someone that's worked with you. It's like, wow, you made such an impression that early on. That's incredible. Now, transitioning to your other entrepreneurial journeys, I know when we first talked, it was like, oh, yeah, we were, you know, hanging out. We had this idea. But because I feel like a lot of people, especially women, have these amazing ideas, but it's like, oh, that's too complicated. I can't do it or I don't know enough. What has made you be like, oh, we'll figure it out or what kind of like you have this idea. And I if you want to share the story about the boutique that you shared with me, but you come up with this idea and then you're like, OK, what are next steps that you do to make it a thing? Make it a thing. So it's funny. I feel like I'm like I'm in my like partnership era. <laughs> um, <laughs> we love that. It's so funny because I started the firm solo and I was solo for two years. It was just me. You know, doing all of the work, being like the only attorney on the team and, you know, happy to do it. Now we're at a different point in the firm. And I tease it now. This has given me the time to step back and do other things. But if I really think about it, the reason that I can do all of these things is that in each pursuit that I'm working on, I have business partners. Mm -hmm. I have an incredible team. And team doesn't always have to come in the form of business partners. It just happens that in this scenario, that's really what it is. Obviously, it's a mix of employees and business partners, but I couldn't do it without any of them because, you know, in the firm, I have no doubts that everyone's being taken care of. Because I have so much trust in them, I was able to step into just a merger and acquisition role, which is more project-based, gets me out of my email and allows me, I think, this space to be a little more creative as well. When I started the Children Boutique, it's with one of my best friends, to be honest, and like, you know, really transparent, you know, we love to travel. We are with our girls. You know, we both have little girls. Uh, we tease that we're like sharing my little boy. <laughs> love that. And I think we just we're, are kind of in this space. And she owns a women's boutique. You know, she's very successful in her women's boutique. She has like 10 employees. She's done an amazing job creating this business over the past eight years. And we kind of teased we should start a children's boutique. And our husbands laugh because we've teased them about starting so many businesses in the past. And this one just kind of felt right. Like we're kind of in this space and headspace. And it kind of felt like something like we could enroll our kids in. Our kids can be little brand ambassadors, be, you know, in the photos. And it just felt kind of like a really cool thing that we could do together. And it's funny, my husband goes, I don't know if I told you this, but why does Chantel want to do it with you? Because like she has a very successful women's boutique. And so she knows what she's doing. She could absolutely merchandise, stab create a children's boutique without me. I'm well aware. And I said, you know, I think she just wants the support. You know, she wants someone that's in it with her. And I think there's sometimes a different feeling when you have a business partner than when you have an employee. Yes. I think she just wants someone that's really in it with her. And it's been fun. Like we've been merchandising. I've done some good merchandising on my first run of giving it a shot. 
you know, one of my favorite products that we decided to buy because I was like, this would be so cool. I'd want this for my family. And we're just kind of trying to envision like what things we would want to offer to our kids because we're not really like big materialistic people. I like quality, less stuff, things that I feel like I could hand down. And so I want to bring that into my home. And so that's what we're creating. And I actually feel pretty good job. We sold out of some of the things that I decided to merchandise. So I'm feeling pretty good about myself. But it's a fun project and we're not putting a ton of pressure on ourselves. And I think that that's what allows it to be like this fun, creative outlet. And we kind of have balanced, you know, who's doing what. And I don't feel like it's adding a lot of pressure to my week. I feel like it's actually just been this really fun, creative outlet. It's that's creative in a different way than legal is. I actually think like law is somewhat creative because we do a lot of writing, a lot of, you know, piecing together the puzzle, creating this vision to meet our clients' objectives. I actually think there's some creativity in that, in the way we respond to people. and, And I take great pride in that. But I think being able to be in this more visually creative space has been really fun for me. Wow. I feel like we need like five episodes for you and everything you've done. And I think that's key to just doing the dang thing is what it is. I mean, yes, you could say I have two kids, like two under two. I it's tough. I run a business. I do all these things, but it's prioritizing what's important to you. And like you said, I mean, having your kids as brand ambassadors, how freaking cute, like love that is incorporating them into your business. As we wrap this up, if you want to work with Lauren, head to the show notes on her many ventures she has. But what advice do you have for listeners? I love kind of where we've ended this. I think it's really easy sometimes to say it's too hard. The vision's too big. Just before this, I'll be honest, I was scrolling on Instagram. I got targeted by an ad for Masterclass from Martha Martha Stewart was doing. She started her business when she was 50. I don't think I knew that. Wow. It's never too late. Sometimes I feel like I'm behind. Same. I look at other people and remember, we're looking at everyone's highlight reel. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy to feel behind. And I think truly, for me, the key to everything that I've built has been consistency. And, and I think in that is showing up for yourself. Even if you make all of the steps really small. You know, hey, I want to launch a women's boutique. I want to launch a nonprofit. I want to launch whatever you want to launch. I think you just say, what is the next, what's the next milestone and how do I get there? So for like, I'll use Aspen as an example. I've never founded a nonprofit and I actually don't work with nonprofits in my law firm. That's not an area of expertise and felt totally out of my wheelhouse, um, which is why I think it makes a good example. I said, we need to be a 501c3. How do I do that? That's the big milestone, right? You know, and then we'll work on the other milestone. And I said, that's the big milestone. If we can't get 501c3 status, nothing else is going to matter. So not the vanity stuff, not the pretty website, not anything else. So let's start there. What is the thing that matters most and first? And how do I get there? And so I started doing research and I chatted with my girlfriend who's a bookkeeper. And I just started asking around. I wanted to do it. And I was like, I can't do this alone. I enrolled my friend who is in public health. I enrolled my friend who's incredible in marketing. And I said, together, I feel like we could create a really great team. You you know, I just kind of like sat there and like, what do I need to make this a vision a reality? I didn't say I've never done nonprofit and said like, it would be too hard and stopped there. Or I don't have all the skills. I can't do it. You don't have to do anything alone. You don't have to do everything at one time. We've been working on 
launching the nonprofit since February. And we actually don't have a launch date until April of 2024. Wow. Because we all have other jobs and other things, but we believe in the vision. We're letting it be a slow burn. We're like giving ourselves the space to be creative. And I think that that applies to anything that anybody does is that don't be defeated because it's out of your wheelhouse, because you've never done it before, because you can't do it in this moment right now and be done in launching next week. I really do think that some of the best things take time to build. We just have to consistently show up and give ourselves the space to do it. Lauren, you are a badass, so inspiring, incredible, (gasps) superhuman over here. I love what you do. I can't wait to see every facet of you keep growing and all the successes you'll have. And for those of you listening, if you want to listen to Lauren's podcast, buy from her boutique or work with her firm, head to the show notes and you can check her out (laughs) and tune in again next week for another episode of That's Business. If you're looking for a career change and you're not sure where to start, the Resume Rescue can help. Sure, there's no such thing as the perfect fit for everyone, but here at The Resume Rescue, we're on a mission to find the perfect solution for you. Whether it's changing careers, updating a resume, learning LinkedIn, or practicing interviewing, we have you covered. Find us online at theresumerescue.com and find all of our contact info in our show notes.